We're gonna continue our Bruce But Not Crush series that we began a few months ago under a collective summer narrative of praise. What took place here a couple of weeks ago, we had a breakthrough in this service and in the 10.30 and 12 o'clock services, but God really showed up supernaturally. How many here are open for signs and wonders, healings and miracles? How many believe God is up to something? It's not on the script, but I'm just gonna go, just, we're gonna call an audible. Just a couple days ago, my wife and I, we visited one of our church members here. Y'all know, actually, many of you know who she is. Lewis and Cass, part of our church ministry, spiritual sons and daughters. And Cass went through a very difficult moment in, the, in starting about Mother's Day. She had some heart issues that just came out of nowhere. And, and uh, unbeknownst to her, she had a, a very rare issue with her heart that, that actually impacts primarily, if not exclusively, women. Uh, her arteries her arteries just began to disintegrate. And it happens post-labor in, in a very, on very rare occasions. Again, an anomaly. It's, it's in the millions, so it's a very rare thing. Her arteries began to disintegrate. And, and it prompted, inevitably, a heart attack and a stroke, uh, which she required a heart transplant. Her heart just stopped functioning. And her arteries just melted away. So we, I was called in and... We, late night on a Friday night, and I arrived from one of our travels. I went into the hospital room. It was maybe 11.30 at night, and, and I drove in, and, and I met her mom, and I went into the ICU, and, and they were amazing. The doctors were great. They gave me complete access, said, a pastor, you do whatever you want. We'll walk away, and I wanted them around so they could hear us pray. Um, no, just beautiful people, just because they were great, and I just wanted them to come in agreement and just hear, watch God show up. So, and she was out, of course, and, and she, was, she had no idea who was there, and, and, but I, so I thought, so I believed. So we started praying for her, and just the first thing is I, I spoke into her ear, and, and knowing that, that God has just the ability to make her aware of, of the information coming in and activating promises, I said, listen, Psalm 118.17, you will not die. You will live to declare what the Lord has died and I started confessing and decreeing the word of God upon her life and just the promises of God. She's a young mom in her 30s, young kids. No, I just started speaking prophetically and speaking life. And, and we kept on praying over her, praying over her, praying over her, and kept on, kept on, kept on. And then, and, and then, then we were here on stage. It was Pentecost Sunday, Pentecost Sunday. So finally, the doctors came to the inevitable conclusion, unless you get the heart transplant, she's not going to make it. So heart transplants in California and America, for that matter, post-COVID, it's a different season. So she, they, the doctor looked at the list. She, she's number 3,000 on the list for a heart transplant. So there's 3,000 people waiting for a heart transplant. All of a sudden... We, we started praying and, and just saying, God, do something. And then that uh, supernaturally from 3,000 on the list became number two. And, and then the irony of it is this. On Pentecost Sunday, on Pentecost Sunday, when we preach about and teach about and celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the upper room, that's the day, that's the day the heart transplant takes place supernaturally that day. I'm speaking to her. Now, this may make a couple of you uncomfortable. I know that. Just make room for it. It's a crazy world out there. And after COVID, all things are possible. 
So this may make a couple of you uncomfortable if you don't believe in this, but it's fine. I believe in it. I've lived it. I've seen it. She is in the hospital bed and she starts praying, thanking God. She remembers that I was in the room, that I was speaking prophetically into her. And, and all of a sudden in the room, she's never done it before. She starts praying to God. And when she prays to God, she's never done this before. She's, it's Pentecost Sunday and it's that season and she's getting a heart transplant. She's talking to God and she's talking to God and, and her language, the English vernacular, it's no longer the English vernacular. She's never done this before and then she starts talking to God and the people around her say, do you realize you're not talking English? And she went, what are you talking about? I'm talking to God, I'm praying. Yeah, but you're not praying English and it's not Slavic and it's not French and it's not Spanish. You have a different language. And she starts praying. I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, listen, she's right now, I just saw her in her house. The doctors can't explain the miraculous transformation in her. Somebody should give God praise for the power to show up and do a work in a life for such a time as this. Somebody say, God is up to something. Acts chapter 28. We're going to expedite the process today. There are seven anointings. Somebody say seven anointings. For the next few weeks, for the next four Sundays, beginning today, I'm going to share with you seven anointings that will carry you through this year. Seven anointings. Make sure you just write them down, put them on your iPhone, and if you're not born again, you're Android. I'm joking. Of course you're born again, barely. So, barely. So, just, here it is. Acts chapter 28. Seven anointings. One safely on shore. We found out that the island was called Malta. Somebody say Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood. He put it on the fire. A viper driven out by the heat. Driven out by what? Driven out by what? Be careful what you ask for. Be careful. Don't ask God, send your fire. If you don't want the vipers exposed that are in your life and in your family and in your surroundings. And even churches that have the audacity to pray for revival fire. Revival fire is not about screaming and shouting and hollering and doing the Jericho march. If you pray for revival fire, you're asking for intensity. You're asking for the vipers that have been hiding for generations to be exposed. So whenever there is intense fire, vipers and snakes will be exposed. Schemes of the enemy, plots of the enemy, things that have been hiding in the gardens of life will be exposed. Now, it was cold, fast in itself. The viper came out, grabbed the hold of his hand. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. Here's the message real quick. An anointing born out of adversity. Repeat after me, an anointing born out of adversity changes the world. Here's the subtext, which is the one we're going to write on for the next four weeks. Come hell or high water, I'm on my way to Rome. Anybody here been to Rome? Anybody here want to go to Rome? Anyone want an all-expense-paid trip to Rome? Come hell or high water, 
I'm on my way to Rome. You're gonna get, you're gonna understand all of this in a second. Number one, your first anointing you're gonna receive for today. You and your house are anointed for Rome, which means greater things. You and your house are anointed for Rome. Your destiny is not based on what's in front of you. Your destiny is based on who's inside of you. Acts 27, verse 1. When it was decided that we would sail for Italy, for Rome, Paul and some other prisoners, other prisoners, were handed over to a centurion named Julius. Rome. Somebody shout Rome. Paul was on his way to Rome. Paul was on his way to Rome, not for a mani-pedi, not for a recital, not for the annual gathering of the Road to Damascus Association. He was on his way to Rome because four chapters prior, God gave Paul his biggest assignment. Acts 23, 11. That night, the Lord appeared to Paul and said, be encouraged. As you have been a witness to me here in Jerusalem, you must preach the good news in Rome as well. Paul was on his way to Rome to preach the good news on the biggest stage of the ancient world. Paul was on his way to Rome to change the world with the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just like Paul, we, New Season, and those that are streaming, prophetically speaking, we are on our way to Rome. I'm gonna repeat that for the hearing impaired. We are on our way to Rome. I need you to get ready. Get ready. Paul was on his way to Rome on a prison ship. He went through a storm. You're going to get the whole story. He ends up on, on an island called Malta. He's drenched. He survived a shipwreck holding on to a piece of wood. They get there. They barely get there. But he's going to get there because God said, you're going to get to Rome. And my gospel will be known throughout the nations. We all have a Rome. Each and every one of us have a God-ordained destiny. We have a purpose. You're not alive on this planet because your parents did not have Netflix in their generation. You're not alive on this planet by coincidence. You're not alive by mistake. God has a purpose for you and your family. And that purpose will come to pass. And everything you've been through in life is directly proportional to your Rome assignment. Whatever God put you on this planet for, if not for Paul's trip to Rome, you and I wouldn't be in Sacramento, California in this church today. Because he got to Rome, the gospel hit the nations. Rome was it. Rome was the UN. Rome was the most important city in the world. Because it got to Rome, it hit the nations, and here we are today. So I don't care what the detractors say, what the naysayers proclaim, what you read in the survey, what the scholars have projected. I'm going I'm to say this. I'm going to double down on this. We are about to see the gospel of Jesus reach every nation every ethnicity, every generation, every demographic without exception. I'll repeat that for the hearing impaired one more time. The gospel of Jesus, the good news, is about to reach everyone you know in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe it, praise like you actually believe it. How do I know you can't stop God? Isaiah 14, 27, the God of the angel armies has planned it. Who can ever cancel such plans? God's plans cannot and will not be stopped. Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom. When everybody asks, why hasn't Jesus returned yet? <laughs> Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the entire world. All the nations will hear it. 
The, re the root word there is all ethnos, all ethnicities, all groups, all subcultures will hear it. And then the end will, the end will, I referenced this a few weeks ago. God is up to something this year in 2023. We, we looked at Damar Hamlin, what happened to him, the, his resurrection, the ESPN interruption, the guy praying, Asbury, the Jesus revolution, Greg Laurie's moving to Jesus. Right now, it's Sound of Freedom. Everyone should watch Sound of Freedom. What happened in Amsterdam, 6,000 leaders gathering to proclaim the same thing. We, we, are, we are good news people. I said, we're good news people. We are good every single day on Fox, CNN, MSNBC, ABC. We don't discriminate Telemundo and Univision. Every, you, every, Facebook, Instagram, threads, threads. We have threads now. Twitter, on these, all you see is bad news. We are not bad news people. We are good news people. We are not sad news people. We are good news people. We are not fear news people. We are good news people. Luke 4.18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring, to bring, what is the good news? What is good news? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting life. How many believe that's good news? John 3, 16. John 8, 36. That's good news. For he who the son sets, for he who the son sets, for he who the son sets is free any free people set free by the power of Jesus. You want to hear good news? Salvation is good news. Freedom is good news. Deliverance, free, 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 completely free. From bondage, addiction, from your past, from drama and trauma, from multi-generational curses. There's great news. First Peter 2.24, that's good news. By the stripes of Christ, we what? Your wounds will be healed. Your wounds what? have been healed the healing power of jesus good news somebody say good news god loves you god has a purpose for you god has a purpose for your family god loves you so much that he gave you this great news of eternal life new life and abundant life exclusively in the person of jesus we are about to see more people get saved than ever before we're about to see more people delivered more people healed more people filled with the holy spirit than ever before in human history and i'm doubling down on that we're gonna see it more than ever ever before in the name of jesus right now in Southern California and Orange County as we speak in that same beach of the Jesus movement. Do you know what that movie triggered? That Jesus Revolution movement triggered? It triggered a real... Mm -hmm. What's happening right now as we speak? You have people driving up there, brand new people saying, all right, Jesus, I'm giving you my life. I won't get baptized right here, right now. I won't give you everything. Something is happening around the world. Muslim people are hearing God show up in dreams because they don't have access to a Bible or to Christian television or to the internet with Christian content. I mean, God is showing. Why? Because the good news will reach every single ethnicity every group in jesus name there's good news all right let's do it let's do it raise your right hand with your right hand raised this is gonna be a little bit awkward it's nine o'clock service please find someone you're gonna wholly harass look at your neighbor this is called holy harassment and tell that neighbor 
I decree and declare that in the next 12 months, you need to get ready because more people will come to Jesus through your testimony, through your mantle of anointing than in the previous 12 years combined. If you believe what you just said, praise like you actually believe. You have no idea what you just said. God's about to use you for people to be set free, for people to be saved, for people to be delivered, for people to be healed. We are on our way to Rome. Muslim nations will hear the gospel. Communist nations will hear the gospel. Socialist nations will hear the gospel. Woke nations will hear the gospel. Millennials will hear the gospel. Generation Z will hear the gospel. I'm not saying everybody's going to be saved. I'm saying they're going to hear the good news. Alpha generation will hear the gospel. I'm going to get in trouble here. Republicans and Democrats will hear the gospel. Conservative and liberal will hear the gospel. I'm really going to get in trouble. Straight and gay will hear the gospel. Yep. AARP and LGBTQ, every letter in the alphabet is about to hear the good news that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way. But come on, if you believe it, praise like you believe it and shout like you believe it and worship like you believe it. Everyone. Man. Everyone. Everyone. Somebody say, I'm, look at your neighbor, tell him, come hell or high water. I'm on my way to Rome. 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 People going to get saved like crazy. Going to get saved. Whoa. I had a Zoom call. I had a Zoom call working on different stuff, different, yeah, you know, your pastor's kind of crazy. We already know that, but so working on another, another movie project, another stuff that we're doing and working on content and had a Zoom call with, with, from the industry. That, that means Hollywood. Some guy who was connected to everyone you know, I could mention names, drop names, some of the top artists, right? And, and the guy, we're having a Zoom call and the, and the guy was never a Christian. He was a, never a Christian. And, and he comes from a, from, a, from, a, from a lifestyle that I just referenced. And, 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 and he, he was on the Zoom call, and, and he, he shared how he came to Jesus. And I'm going like, all right, talk to me. How did you come to Jesus? And he goes, oh, this is, never was a Christian. You know, didn't believe in any of that. Thought you guys were crazy. Um, all of that. All of the assumptions, right? He goes, it's one day. We, where, where did he say he was at? Silver Lake. Silver Lake, L.A. area. And he goes to Silver Lake, goes to a coffee shop. Sits down in a coffee shop with, with his friend, seated across the table. Right across were a bunch of young adults with their Bibles open. With their Bibles open. And he went, freaks. Bunch of freaks. Jesus freaks, religious zealots, cuckoo for Cocoa Puff. Bunch of illogical, emotional, irrational, uneducated nutcases. Yep. Turned around and you said, Look, come on, let's do it. He said, Let's just do it. You know, like, let's just, let's play with them, right? Let's just do it. 
turned around and said, what you doing? Oh, we're, we're studying, doing our devotionals. Mm, Bible, Bible. Church? Yeah, we go to church. What's the name of your church? They gave me the name of church. Uh, and then, they said, they, uh, with great intentionality, the guy says, so what does your church teach about the following subject matters? And the person, the young adult, gave the right response according to Scripture. Right response. This is what the Bible says about what you just asked. Not, my opinion doesn't matter. Here's what the Bible says. We don't give opinions. We teach the Word. So the, 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 the person said, did it with so much love, something connected. He, the, the person said, I would love you to join me on Sunday. You would be our VIP guest. That person went into their church on Sunday. And every single word, that person said, every word coming out of the stage, every word from here, never been a Christian before, thought that church was just judgmental, fat, all that stuff that the world lies about. It, I've, I've never met a church like that, honest to goodness. If it is, it's not here. I mean, it's just not, I've, I mean, there may be anomalies out there, but it's, that person just was so, the, that the wording came out, the moment I was in that atmosphere, this is the wording coming from a person, he says, now I know who it is. The Holy Spirit grabbed a hold of me. All we need to do is create an atmosphere where the Spirit of God is present and He will take care of the rest. I need you to get ready. The people you love are about to come to Jesus as Lord and Savior. The people you've been praying for and hoping for are about to have an encounter with the risen Christ. How many are excited to see all of your family members saved, delivered and transformed by the power of God? We're going to do one more anointing today. We'll continue next week. Second anointing, which is awkward. We usually do three points in this church. We're a three-point church. Today, we're going to abandon amiletical orthodoxy. You and your house are anointed for the storm. The storm does not define you. The storm reveals who you really are. I'll repeat that part. The storm does not define you. The storm reveals who you really are. So here's Paul. In Acts 23, God says, you're on your way to Rome. Here it is, Acts 27, he's on his way to Rome, not on a Norwegian cruise line, Royal Caribbean. Carnival Celebrity X. No, he is on his way to Rome on a prison ship as a de facto prisoner. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in verses 15 and 17, the ship was caught by a nor'easter. A nor'easter, a de facto hurricane in the middle of the sea, grabs a hold of the ship and starts slapping it around like a cheap piñata. Ooh, that's slightly racist. Hold on, take that back. <laughs> a cheap... Whatever. <laughs> so... She mentioned Taco Sunday. So... <laughs> so inappropriate. So... The ship gets battered around. The Bible says that they were full of fear and they determined the best way to survive is to let the storm drive us. Read it. Let the storm drive us. Let's be driven along by the storm. Everyone here is driven. You're either driven by your past or by your future. You're driven by the pathetic or the prophetic. You're driven by problems or promises, by nightmares or dreams, by the flesh or the spirit, by Google searches or godly searches. You're either driven by drama or by destiny, by trauma or by testimony. 
Some people are driven by praise and some are driven by criticism. I want to remind you as it pertains to others' opinions of you, if their praise did not make you, their criticism cannot break you. We have too many believers driven by the winds of wokeism and cancel culture, driven by ideologies and social constructs that are counterintuitive to the word and the spirit of God. Too many Christians driven by opinions and feelings instead of being driven by truth and love. So, I'm going to be careful here. Recently, yours truly and some of our leadership had conversations with, with, with another ministry in the state of California. And in the first onset meeting we had, there was an interesting moment that developed that marked us. I, I, caught, I, I slightly referenced this, but I want to now get into the minutia of it. We had that meeting. I'm assuming that the questions I'm going to be asked are strategic in nature, long-term planning, integrative processes, and so forth. No. The first question, even I, mean, I, I was even open to the question of, why do you speak so fast and do you drink a lot of coffee? <laughs> Valid questions to be asked, right? Valid questions. And the answer is yes and yes. <laughs> why do you speak? Because yes. And so the first, this is the question. First question we're asked. Pastor Sam, our ministry, we lean left. Where do you lean? Now, if you know me enough, the thoughts that went through my head. <sighs> the comedy, the thoughts, the provocative. So I looked across the table and I had options because I could have easily have acquiesced and have been politically correct. But oh, it's that, that, that person did it again. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Holy Spirit fills me and says, go ahead, Sam, say it. Say it, Sam. Knowing that if I would say what I needed to say, I'm probably going to lose whatever opportunity was on the table, which is the case. So I looked and just said, hmm, the Holy Spirit said, say it. And there's, if those that were with me, the, the four or five people, they know there was this moment of silence, which is a rare thing for Pastor Sam. I'm looking across the table. There's nothing come out of me, deer in headlights. And I'm going, hmm. Because inside I'm going, say it, Sam. And the Holy Spirit said, say it, say it, Samuel, say it. So I looked and I went, with great due deference, we don't lean. We just don't lean at new season. We don't lean. We don't lean left, we don't lean right. We stand on God's promises. We stand on God's word. We stand on the finished work of Christ. We stand on the righteousness of God, the truth. We don't lean, we stand. My God, we need a church that stops leaning and starts standing. We need a church that'll stand. Stand up for righteousness. Stand up for justice. Stand up for the word of God. Whatever the Bible calls sin, we call sin. Whatever the Bible calls holy, 